Today, I wanted to share something with y'all that I got um, some questions about recently. It's called the Paper Whiteboard. You're listening to Copy Chatter, the podcast where we talk about all things writing business. We're having a conversation here about freelance writing and freelance writers, and you are invited. Let's chat about business, marketing, dealing with clients, mindset issues, copy tips, and rolling with the changes. We'll also delve into what's going on with this particular writer as I grow and build my own business. Ready to talk shop? It's time for some copy chatter. So I was doing this long round of Q&A for my Facebook group, the Inkwell Guild, um, and it, it spanned like three hours, maybe more, of just question after question after question. It was really awesome to hang out with everybody and see what is plaguing you guys. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Um, one of the things that happened in this Q&A is that I mentioned, and I think I even held up, this thing that I called my paper whiteboard. And someone said, what's a paper whiteboard? So um, I thought I might share it with you on this podcast episode just to see if it's helpful for you. I'm first going to preface this by saying um, the past few episodes, it feels like it's been the Julie Stoyan like fan hour, <laughs> which I'm not mad about. Um, but this is something, this is another term that I picked up from Julie. Um, I promise not every episode is going to talk about her. But anyway, she's a big part of my life right now. So it's relevant. Anyway, Julie kind of introduced to me this concept of the paper whiteboard, but I realized that it's something that I have been doing for years now. So back probably in, I think it was 2015, I started hanging out online with this guy named Ryan Lee. And there are a couple of different Ryan Lees now. This is OG Ryan Lee. This is like the original Ryan Lee. This is the reason, this guy is the reason all the other Ryan Lees have to have like initials and stuff <laughs> because they were not the first one there. He has been an internet marketer since like 1998 or something like that was when he first started his online business stuff. And he knows a whole lot about internet marketing. Anyway, so I was like on his email list and I was in one of his programs at one point and stuff. And I went to an event that he held. And um, even before this event, I'd heard him talk about his composition book. So one of his things is all about like the simple, streamlined, simplified business. It doesn't have to be super complicated. You can get $2 million, um, you know, just like by yourself, maybe with an assistant. And all you need is a legal pad, basically, is kind of his thing, you know, and planning and a computer and smarts and action and all of that. But one of his things that he would talk about is the composition book. You know, those 99 cent composition books with like the black and white marble cover on them that you can get at the drugstore or the Walmart or whatever and use them for school. It's like a kind of an old school <laughs> notebook of sorts. Those composition books, you know, the ones. And, um, he would like run his business with his laptop and his composition book. And I had been trying to run my business with, this is around the same time I started thinking about maybe wanting to do courses. And until then I would have like notebooks with loose leaf paper, or I would have little like spiral bound journal type notebooks, or I would have spreadsheets and Google docs and stuff, all these different like pieces of note-taking and stuff just sort of scattered everywhere. And I wouldn't always know where something was. I would just know that at some point I was writing about this thing or thinking about this thing or whatever. Um, and I really liked this idea that he had of keeping everything contained in one spot. And it was really portable and it was really inexpensive and it was really easy. 
So I adopted his composition book thing. So what he would do with his composition book was really just basically everything. So a lot of people will do brainstorming on a Google Doc. And I will do this to some extent when I'm writing um, like a blog post or if I'm outlining something. But really, I would only do it online for short things. If I had a longer project or I wanted to outline a whole series or something, I would go and get... I think I was using like legal pads. I think that's what I was using. I don't even remember. It's been so long. I think I was using those yellow legal pads and I would go and sketch out my stuff and jot down my ideas and write things in the margin and draw lines and connect stuff everywhere, right? But I liked this um, composition book better. It seemed easier. It's easier to stuff in a bag, right? You don't need like a cover and the pages don't get all messed up and stuff. Excuse me. So I started using this composition book and I would do everything in it. I would make my daily to-do list in it. I'd turn to a new page and I would brainstorm ideas in it. I would have a page where I would write down all the um, ideas I had to go look for new clients. I would, um, sometimes I'd map out my schedule or just think like, what is everything I need to do this week to make sure that I had everything planned? Um, because I was thinking about moving into courses, I would have like course ideas or notes about market research or, um, things I thought I could teach just like brainstorming and brain dump stuff. And it was really helpful. Even when most of what I was doing was client work, it was really helpful just to have a place where everything was contained. And then when it was time to like do anything official, like start a draft or type up the outline or whatever, I would go to Google Docs and I would start my new document, whatever. But like the starting point was always in the same spot and it was highly portable. I could do it on my bed. I could do it on the kitchen counter. I could do it in the office. I briefly had an office, like a real office with a door that would shut. Um, It was a closet that had been converted. (laughs) Anyway, so it was really portable and I really, really liked it. And I, I still have all my composition books. I would go through maybe one composition book for a whole year, right? So it's not like high volume stuff here. But just knowing that I had, there are 100 pages in each. So that's 100 pages. Like that's 100 different things, pieces of information or planning or thoughts that were contained really easily and simply. Um, then I came across the concept of the bullet journal. This is probably... I'm thinking back where I was like, you know how sometimes you remember things and you can picture what room you were sitting in when you learned about them? I'm trying to do that. So this is probably late 2016 or early 2017. And I came across this concept of the bullet journal, which I had never seen before. So if you are not familiar with the bullet journal, I recommend that you go, I would go to Pinterest. I would not go to Google and just do a search for bullet journal, bullet like bullet point journal, like thing that you write in. So the bullet sorry, the bullet journal is a, it's like a planning type of system method thing that I forget who really developed it and popularized it. But basically the idea is that you write everything down in a paper planner and there are, um, all these different, there's like a a code that you use. So you write, you do your brain dump of all the things you have to do. And then next to each item on this list there's, there's a code that you use. And so like an open circle means do it today and a closed circle means that I did it and an arrow pointing to the right means do it tomorrow. And like there's there are all these different, um, there's like a whole key of these signals for this to-do list planning. But then 
people started using their bullet journals for other things too. They use it for tracking things. They use it for calendars and all that. So it became this whole sort of complicated planner system. The magic of the bullet journal is that you buy a plain notebook notebook, and then you do whatever you want with it. So I think a real bullet journal is um, on dot paper or graph paper maybe. Um, but you'll see it became, because it was so personal and so visual and it was definitely pen to paper type stuff, it really took off with the more creative or artistic community. Um, lots of, so if you do bullet journaling, you'll see if you Google it or if you Pinterest search it, you'll see lots of like hand lettered, beautiful calendars and banners and all kinds of really interesting trackers. Um, and like contact sheets and just like really people do really cool complex stuff with their bullet journal that I can never do because I'm not that artistic and I don't have time to become that artistic but there is one element of the bullet journal that I immediately when I saw it I thought my life has changed I'm going to start using this immediately and that is the index so part of the bullet journal is the index um, what you do when you get a bullet journal, you can have them pre-numbered or you can number them yourself depending on what, you know, what book you get. Um, but every page in your bullet journal has a page number, just like a book. And you leave the front, like the cover or the front couple of pages open and use that as your index. And so if on page four, I am brainstorming snacks that I can give to my kids that don't have cheese in them, um, I will, you know, I'll do that on that page. And then I turn the next page and it's like all of the things that I have to get done that week. And then the next page is um, something funny that one of my kids said and I drew a little doodle about it. And then the next page is another to-do list. The next four pages are to-do list. And then I have like a massive brain dump for a course idea, you know, like just whatever. It's just kind of this jumble of thing. And then I take, I whatever is on that page, once I finish with it, I, I sort of figure out like what's the topic or what's the category and I go write that in the index with the page number next to it. So if I have, if I filled out 10 pages in my bullet journal and four of them are work to-do lists, um, I might go, so on my index I'll write to-do list and then I'll write, you know, number two for page two, number four, five, eight, and nine, right? So those are my, what is that, five pages of to-do list. And then I'll be like, funny kid quotes, page six. And then in the future, if I write down more funny kid quotes, I will come back and put that page number on that same line in the index for funny kid quotes. And then if I have a course that I'm working on or a project, I'll write the name of the project on that index. And then as I, you know, go through my week or my year, and I work more on that course, I write those page numbers down on the index. This changed my life, you guys. <laughs> I I went from being scattered and disorganized and where did I write about that and where did I put that to having, number one, everything contained in this composition book. But then the frustration was I keep flipping through the pages and I don't know I wrote about this somewhere, but I can't find it. And then I had this index concept and it was like, I just need to look at the cover and think, okay, where do I talk about the Clips Camp revamp? That's on pages six, you know, 28 and 56 through 61, right? So then I know which pages to look for for the specific thing that I'm looking for and I can go along my merry way. 
it has made life so much easier. And as my business has become more and more complicated, and as especially as the writing projects that I've done have become more and more complicated, um, I've used this for brainstorming and outlining and planning and goal setting and just taking notes on client calls and all that stuff. Having it all contained and corralled and then organized with that index with the page numbers has made, it made such a huge difference. Just like the mental load and the reducing the frustration was massive. It was massive, massive, massive. And then years, so I do this for years. I mean, I I did this like composition book with the index for like three or four years. And then Julie comes along and starts talking about her paper whiteboard. And I was like, no, what is that? And she told us what it was. So in our kind of in the entrepreneur type circles that I run in, I've always worked for the more entrepreneurial types, software startups and bloggers and people like that who sort of are forging their own way. I never got super plugged into the really corporate space, which means that some people think I'm not a legitimate copywriter, which is just a joke because I'm working for million dollar businesses now, right? The people I work for are making multiple millions. (laughs) Not a joke. So um, real copywriter, just don't write for household names, I guess. Anyway, but I digress. In this kind of entrepreneurial planner or any kind of business that requires a lot of creativity of some sort or planning or mapping or anything, you'll see this even in super corporate environments. The whiteboard is a like a key element. So people will get like massive, massive whiteboards just to like write down all the stuff. Like they just hold all the stuff that you need to know or think about or that you already thought of and you mapped out and you planned and whatever. But Julie, like me, never had a big office to hang a giant whiteboard, right? We work from home. We have our kids. Many of us don't have real offices. We don't have a good place to stick a massive whiteboard. So what she started doing was um, instead of trying to piece together whiteboards or try to do it in Google Slides or something, you know, Keynote or PowerPoint, um, she would, she got these art um I forget. I'm looking at it. What is it called? It's like it's like a sketchbook. She decided that she liked the mixed media ones because the pages on that one are really, really thick and the ink doesn't bleed through. Um, I've tried a few different ones. I think any kind of sketchbook would be fine. And she gets the biggest ones that she can find. And then she uses these as a whiteboard. So the pages are really, really big and you can get colored markers if you want. You can do them horizontally or vertically oriented. And... Um, It's like you have all these whiteboarding brainstorm sessions, but but you don't have to take a picture of them on your phone before you erase it and do it all over again, right? You can you just flip a page. So so the thing that I loved about the composition book because it kept everything in one place is what she loved about the paper whiteboard. So she could do all her planning and brainstorming and just like brain dumps and just writing out and to-do lists and all of that stuff, tracking and calendar plotting and all of that stuff in this one giant notebook. And it was contained and she could refer back to previous pages if she needed to and whatnot. So what I have done with my paper whiteboard is I took all of these things and I combined them into one. So I have my giant mixed media notebook, which... um. I kind of like, I might try something that has a little bit thinner paper pages and see how that goes. I'm just going to go to the craft store and see what kind of art 
drawing or paper spiral bound book of any sort has the kind of paper I like and um, get the biggest one that I can find. But what I also do is I go and just like I had to do with the composition books, I will manually number each page. Um, I usually do, I'll do it at like maybe 30 or 40 page chunks at a time just because it's like really boring to sit there and write out numbers one through a hundred. So I'll do like a chunk at a time. And then when I near the end of that chunk, I'll just do like another chunk at a time. And I use the front cover as my index. So I'm looking at my, I have a kind of a brand new one right now. Um, but my paper whiteboard, my index lines are things like Facebook audience ideas for my Facebook ads and, um, course modules I want to include in the new copywriting, like general copywriting course that I'm working on. And um, I used a paper whiteboard to sketch out all my stuff for Clips Camp when I launched it back in March. And I used it to sketch out all the things I wanted to teach when I did Client Bound back in June, my marketing uh, course for freelance writers. And it also has like my weekly to-do list, like things I need to get done this week. Um, I'll use my paper whiteboard when I'm drafting a sales page or an email sequence. I'll kind of chunk out email number one is about this. Email number two is about this. Email number three is going to be this with, you know, this story and this headline and a point to this link. Email number four is blah, blah, blah. So then I can sort of see the whole email sequence at a glance or I will, like I said, I'll use it to sketch out a sales page like, um, I'll even, the last time, I, I wrote this mega sale. It was like eight pages long sales page the other day. Not the other day. Um, it was a few weeks ago. But I wrote, I sort of like sketched out, I did kind of like a combination shorthand slash outline in my um, paper whiteboard because I could just keep writing and writing and writing. And for me, I find that it's better to, it's like it's easier. It sticks better. It works better if I do handwriting instead of typing stuff up on the computer. I think because I can see it. There's something about when I'm looking at a screen, it's like I don't see it as well. When I see it on paper and I can flip through it instead of scrolling, I see it better. And so it turns out better. Anyway, these are all the different ways that I use my paper whiteboard. And so if there is anything that you are doing that has like multiple moving pieces or you have chunks or milestones or anything that you want to get into, um, I highly recommend that you do this. I have actually toyed with the idea of, because I never got into whiteboarding, I've toyed with the idea of just going back to my composition books and then having um, maybe a smaller sketchbook for when I really want to do the actual whiteboarding. It turns out that most of what I do is more list making um, as opposed to any kind of like dimensional sketching type stuff. So I'm now thinking about maybe I go back to my, because this paperwork, I mean, it's massive and it, it can be tough to carry around sometimes. And I do a lot of moving around in my work um, from room to room and from place to place really. So I'm thinking about going back to, like I said, my composition book. And then in the composition book, I will have um, probably in the index an additional note of um, the separate sketchbook for any like more mind mappy type, diagrammy type stuff that is, is does not lend itself to line paper or that line paper does not lend itself to. But yeah, that's my system. I number all the pages myself. I keep the index and then it's just easy reference. And that is the paper whiteboard. If you have any questions about this, let me know. I would recommend probably the best way to reach me right now is to come into my Facebook group. It's called the Inkwell Guild. You can find us on Facebook and I hope to see you there. 
Hey, did that sound good to you? If you want to learn more about finding freelance writing clients who are going to pay you well, pay you on time, give you recurring work, and make you really, really happy <laughs> to be a freelance writer, then I have something for you. It is called Client Bound. It is my new course on how to find freelance writing clients. If that sounds good to you, then I recommend that you go to copychatter.com clients and check it out. And hey, there's one more thing. If you like Copy Chatter, if you listen to this podcast every week, and if you feel like it has helped you, would you mind leaving me a review um, on iTunes or wherever you're listening? That would be really helpful for me, and I'd really appreciate it. So thank you so much, and I will see you all next week.